Hi, I'm Claude Call. And I'm Sean Gallagher. We've both written huge numbers of articles about the movies. No, no, that was just me. Okay, yeah, he's the pro and I'm the schmo, but we are both passionate about the subject. And that's why you should tune in to the Words and Movies podcast. We pick two films that appear to be different and talk about the things that they have in common. We release a new show every other week and you can subscribe through most podcast platforms. Find us on the web at wordsandmovies.com. Welcome back to Daily DVR. We have a super duper special episode for you today. I have two amazing guests, both Jenny and Heath are here, and we're going to be talking about a very special show. We're going to be riding through this world to a ranch in Montana. That's right. We're talking about Yellowstone. So let's get into it. And let's talk about it because I'm excited. I just finished watching it. Let's first say hello to Jenny. She was my co-host on Big Little Lives. She did our Westworld podcast. It's been a while, Jenny. How you doing? I am good. I have missed chatting with you. Happy Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween. Boo. (laughs) Whoa, I got scared, Axel. (laughs) That other voice you hear is Heath Solo, the star of the Star City Murders. It's the man himself. He needs no introduction, even though I just gave him one. What's up, Solo? (laughs) I'm all choked up again. I think I just killed a man. (laughs) Probably my old man. (laughs) What's up? Yeah, I'm excited. And just so people like, we're not DJ Timmy Hans. We're not talking about the National Park or Yogi Bear. Um, I almost said Yogi Berra, uh, but it's it's a television show, a Kevin Costner show, uh, three seasons now. Wow! Uh, so yeah. Paramount Network, it was on. Was it on TV Land Two or something? I don't know. It, it it it's it's going somewhere else next season, possibly. Or Paramount Network's changing over to a new network. They so, are. Um... What is it? Call Axel TV or something? No, I can't remember what they're calling it, but they are going, I th- think, because they realize that not a lot of people today know Paramount. Right, right. So they're just going to try to rebrand it or something or turn, or it might have to do also with the streamer. But I watch, I actually watched the first two seasons of this on Peacock. Oh. Yeah. I haven't got Peacock, and I um, didn't know it was on there, but I actually saw that the third season was coming out, and I had wanted to watch the previous seasons, and I couldn't find it to stream anywhere when I had looked, which was like last spring or something. Maybe, I don't know. Anyway, um, I just set my DVR, as this is called, DVR, you know, daily DVR. I set my DVR to... uh, (laughs) record all the episodes when they were leading into the third season. So I, I binged all the first and second season from my DVR before the third season started. And then I watched it. Usually um, I would watch two at a time. So I'd wait two weeks and watch a couple of them and then do it again until it was over. But I really enjoyed it. I liked my little binge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had uh, I bought, I heard about it and my wife wanted to see it so bad. So I bought the season one Blu-ray after season one aired and then season two was about to start. So we DVR'd that and then we DVR'd season three and then I got my parents the first two seasons. Uh, 
must have been for Father's Day, and they binged it like crazy, and then they were caught up and watched every week, and we talk about it on Sundays. And my dad's like, my boy Rip, my boy Rip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh, I wish I had great. had somebody to talk to. Sorry, yeah. Axel. I wish I had had somebody to talk to when I was watching it. But since I've been working from home, I would have talked with my coworkers about it. Had I like been in the office to talk to, it's not the same, like doing instant messaging back and forth to have a conversation <laughs> about a TV show. So I kind of missed that this year. So I'm really glad to be on and talk to you guys about it. Yeah. Well, solo, uh, was the one who suggested that I watched it, that I watch it. And it wasn't until you had been telling me for a while and it wasn't until you said, it's like, uh, it's like SOA, man. It's like SOA with horses or on a ranch in Montana. And it is. I, I watched the, I watched the first episode. I think it took me until my third time to get through the whole episode because it isn't until the end of that episode that it actually tells you what kind of show it is. Because right. it kind of starts off more like you think, oh, this might be like a Dallas, a dynasty, you know, like love and romance and politics. And then by the end, it's like, oh, no, this is like this is a show about people on a ranch, baby. And they're going to, you're going to beat people up and they're going to drink and they're going to, you know, they're just going to do crazy shit. And I was like, okay, I'm totally in on this then because this is so much fun. And I was, I was gone. I, I think I, I watched everything in maybe, maybe like two weeks, two and a half weeks. Um, but the last season I actually had to cat is not yet on Peacock. It was on direct TV on demand and their ad service they use is so bad that it never loaded any of the ads. So I got to watch <laughs> like, you know, you know what I mean? Where like it gets to the ad break and it stops and then it mm -hmm. goes to black and then it shows a quick image of what the next part of the show is going to be. And then the ad will start. You know how it's like jumps around like that? It would just kept on doing that, but the ad would never load. So I'd just get a blank screen, a picture of what was going to come, a blank <laughs> screen, and then the show would start. So nice. I was like, this is pretty cool. So it worked out for, I guess, all 10 episodes that I didn't have to watch any of the ads. But on Peacock, I had to watch ads. And that wasn't too bad. I mean, they got a little... A little repetitive after a while. A lot Just of a little, yeah. Oh, oh my bad. gosh, it's like that on any streamer that ha that you have commercials, isn't it? There is this yeah. one ad, and I know this is off topic, but <laughs> I have to mention it because it's part of my experience. It's like for I think it was for either a makeup or a hair care product, and the woman who does the ad. Always sound, she sounds like she's just about to laugh the whole time. Like, if I played the ad, you'd be like, Oh my God, I heard that voice before. But she's always <laughs> like, Hun, you go there. Yeah, yeah. It'll oh, clean boy. your hair. And like, every time it came on, yeah. sometimes I was watching on the Roku and I'd have my headphones in. And as soon as it come on, I'd just throw them out. <laughs> like, oh, I can't do it anymore. Um, all right, sorry. But um, I only was able to share this with Solo at the time. 
and it is fun to talk about it now. So let's get into it. We talked we talked a little bit how we first started watching it and how we watched it. I do want to mention the SOA Connections before we get in. It was created by Taylor Sheridan, who was the sheriff on Sons of Anarchy. He was it was only for the first few seasons though, right? Solo. Yeah, he Oh god, it's been a while. I I th- yeah, he I don't know if he was in season one, cause uh, or he might have been season one, but yeah, it was over a couple seasons. It might be two or three. Yeah, I think it was but, like two or three, and then he got yeah. killed off as like yeah, everyone yeah. on Sons of Anarchy. Everyone, yeah, <laughs> basically yeah. literally. literally. <laughs> yes, um, but he also is the writer of Sicario, Wind River with Jeremy Renner, which I really like that movie. Which which had a lot from this taking place on a reservation, and it also dealt with the treatment of women, which this show gets into as well. And he also wrote Hell or High Water, which was fantastic. Oh, I love that movie. With Chris Pine and um, what's his name? Ben. Jeffrey Bridges. Yeah, ben Jeff Foster. Bridges. And the sa- ben Foster. And the same, the guy who plays Chief Thomas Rainwater. Is, oh, Gil Birmingham. Yeah. Or He's been in Birmingham. a lot of things yeah he's great because i recognize him right away i'm like i've seen him in like a hundred things i think (laughs) yeah and the other cool connection is that the executive producer is taylor sheraton john linson and john linson is the son of art linson and john linson became like an executive producer and kind of like his first big project was executive producing sons of anarchy with his dad so it's like go. this is kind of like the spinoff than Taylor Sheridan, who was on it too. But it, I just, I don't know. Did you? Well, you when you were watching it, Jenny, were you thinking of that? Because like I just couldn't. I I hadn't even. Um, I had not heard okay. like you did uh, from Heath that it was just like <laughs> SOA. It, I heard that today from you, and I'm like. Oh, it really is because you know <laughs> yeah. I watched SOA, so yeah. no, I wasn't thinking about it because I. I don't think about all the behind the scenes stuff like you do having your uh, background, but um, it really, when, when you said it, it, it struck me that it, it really is. It's so similar. So no, I was not thinking about yeah. that. <laughs> it is similar. Solo, what are your thoughts on this SOA connections? Yeah. Cause at first I was like, I was like you, I was like the first episode. I'm like, it kind of seems like Dallas, maybe with a little <laughs> Sopranos, but then the yeah. SOA, especially season two, I, I felt because I, I, I'm a big Taylor Sheridan fan. So I kind of put two and two together as I was going. I was going, is this going the direction I think it is? And it, and it get you know, it takes some time to get there. But yeah, season two, in my opinion, is like SOA. Uh, and then we'll talk about season three. That's a little <laughs> different. But uh, yeah, no, I, I felt it. Um, I, 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 fe- I felt the SOA connections deeply, and it's probably one of the reasons why I really got into it. I mean, I have to, as you know, I have to like the actors and the, the cast and, uh, and, and the characters, but I was all in. Yeah. Well, now now that you guys mention it, I'm like, I can't believe that I didn't like put it together before. I'm like, oh my god, it is. <laughs> but no, I didn't. Yeah. Just, woo, woo, right over well, my it's head. A great, it's a great show on its own. Yeah. Yeah, and I really so enjoyed it. Lo- you get lost into it mm. in the landscape and everything. Mm-hmm. But then when you if we had been podcasting every week about it, we'd be like, hey, guys, does this feel like this? Sh-? You know, yeah. so, yes, 
yeah. But that hell, I think that that's a good selling point for it because I think it's on a weird network, Paramount Network, right? Mm-hmm. That if the, like if this had premiered on FX, everyone would have immediately kind of known what right. it was that it was like a hardcore show, you know. But Paramount, True. you're like, what the hell is that? You think it's like. <laughs> Yeah, it used to be Spike TV, right? I, I think. think so. I think. I don't even know. I think you're right. Else. Then it became something else, then Paramount, I think. Yeah. I feel like it was Universal or it's becoming Universal or something, too. I don't know. But yes, Maybe. I think it was Spike TV, too. Yeah. Maybe they got so. I don't know. I should look yeah, it up. Yo, the, 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 the thing I'm thinking of, because you think with Taylor Sheridan and his success and his connection with FX. Maybe Paramount Network just gave them like more money and really wanted it as a flagship show yep. to help the network. So sense. I'm sure that's why. Um, and they might have gave them a guarantee. Hey, no matter what the ratings are, this is what's good for us. So, I mean, but you, you got Kevin Costner and you're like, okay. And he was kind of coming off the uh, Hatfields and McCoys. So, and you know, Costner's been back in the movies and stuff. So, I mean, he's still a huge, such a huge movie star and, now a tv star so oh this is what it's becoming the cable channel will shift to paramount movie network oh is that it what what, what, that's not good (laughs) that's not that's not a big change what is the point in that yeah and then they're gonna keep okay scripted hit yellowstone will remain on that network but unscripted other unscripted shows they have will move to other networks. So they're going to sell them off. That's really, that doesn't really. Okay. The channel they have started... unscripted shows. So they have reality shows. Is that what they're saying by unscripted shows? I know. I think they're, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they only have, yeah, I think so. So I think, okay, wait, I don't watch anything else on that channel. Yeah. They have, <laughs> I, from the, from watching it live, they have even Taylor Sheridan does. They do like a cowboy reality show. That they were promoting, uh, so they do like. I may have a watched that reality show, huh? I may have watched that. I think you Axel did. loves his reality TV. Wait, you should. That, I think that was on maybe, Inspire too. That, that's actually an interesting network. Inspire. It's called Inspire, but it's all Western stuff. It hmm. shows like. I think I have that channel. Yeah, I actually like it. It's pretty good. All right, this is their history. Here, let me find the paragraph. The channel started as the Nashville Network in 1983, later shifting to TNN before becoming the National Network in 2000 and then Spike in 2003 and the Paramount Network in 2008. So Spike is the channel that used to be TNN. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Wow. Uh all choked up again. No idea. Okay. Uh, oh, well, they do have unscripted series. Bar Rescue, Lip Sync Battle, Ink Master, oh, and Wife Swap. I don't watch any of those. I actually did used to watch Lip Sync Battle on Spike TV, <laughs> but I finally stopped having it record because I would always only watch it recorded because yeah. well, it was Viacom. entertaining. But it started getting to be people I had no – they were like famous people who I had no – who clue who they were and i was yeah. like yeah this isn't as fun anymore <laughs> that happened yeah so that's weird they so it is cbs oh viacom cbs so that's interesting so you think at some point maybe it, they'll just start showing movies on that and maybe this will even but i guess nb maybe nbc makes it and that's why it ends up on peacock either Instead way cbs all access <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, that's God, weird. So confusing. I know. I'm confused. Very. <laughs> Oh, my God. Let's get to something less confusing or actually just as confusing, (laughs) which is the Dutton family. But first, I wanted to talk about what I really loved about the show. And you mentioned it. And I want to see what what both of you think, too, is how much of the natural like location shooting that they do and the shots of Montana and the horses and the like I love all that stuff and I it you don't mm-hmm. see a lot of it on TV and usually when you see it they're not treating these type of characters I think with the respect that they're treated on this show you know what I mean like they kind of slag on that life and I think this show is kind of trying to even though of course John Dutton is not a good dude and most of the people aren't good people Actually, are there? This is kind of like SOA. There's like one good person on the show. You want to um, just do SOA, uh, <laughs> right? But I just do. How much do you? Was that an attraction to you guys about this show? Well, it's shot in Utah. Oh, yeah, that's okay. what I was going to say. Okay. I knew that too, which is interesting. But no, it um, and I think season three really captures that a lot as well because uh, they you know slow it down a bit, but. Yeah, no, the landscape's fantastic, and I think that's one of the attractions. It's its own character, yeah. You know, and and that because with HD now, I love like we love. I love watching stuff in the rain, the ocean, the snow, and it's just to, nice to see a, the landscape the way it is. It really adds to it uh, for me, and I, I think it's a good selling point as well. What about you, Jenny? Oh, I could totally understand why you would want to stay on your land and be out there because it is, it's just gorgeous. It's what do they call it? Location porn or whatever. (laughs) It's like, it's so beautiful to just look at. I, I, and yeah, I could totally, I could totally see myself wanting to, to protect that, my relationship with that, that place. That's a great point that it, that showing it so much when they talk about the land, it's not like lip service. You know what I mean? Like you really intricately understand why John Dutton is wants to keep that. But you also understand like when Rainwater and Moe and Ben are talking about their history, right? Or Monica, you really get that feeling of the land and just that, like you said, Heath, that's a character and it really is. It's like every time they're riding a horse or something, you're like, they could fall off or something. Yeah, I mean, they're riding through this world. (laughs) They are. are. A lot of times they're all alone, you know? I mean, it's, you know, it's crazy. It's just, but I love it so much. Did you all ever ride horses? I have ridden a horse, but okay. I have not been like riding like that. I went to a friend's house who had horses on some land in North Carolina one time and rode horses. That's about it. How about you, Solo? <laughs> I think I rode a pony when I was six. <laughs> <laughs> was it walking in a circle? He yeah, at, at a fair. You dig a pony. I like it. Yeah. That yeah, well. I, a pony. Believe it or not, me, the largest human of the three. <laughs> Six foot four, 250. I grew up near the Wachung Mountains, and there was a horse stable up there. And I rode horses all the time. And I went actually to maybe like three or four summers. I went to a sleepaway camp in upstate New York called Frost Valley. 
and they had a horse camp. And that was one of the reasons I went there and I rode horses and I used to love it. I did all that. I mean, I jumped stuff and yeah, I'm not kidding. And like did all that went around the ring and then went out into the fields. And then we take a horse and stay out overnight. And tie up our horses and feed them and brush them. That's and, really cool, Axel. Yeah. Especially yeah. for being a city boy. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it, it was really, yeah. uh, it was it was really a big part of my life, and I loved horses, and I wanted to have a horse. And then I became like maybe thirteen or fourteen, and I was just too big. Like they didn't have, <laughs> they didn't have the giant horses yeah. that you would need to ride because you were just too big. Seriously. Every time I got on a horse, it would be like, Ooh, and I started getting thrown <laughs> off. I bucked up many times. Like, I'm not even kidding you. I, and I just got off and I they never were like, fuck you, Axel. You're not <laughs> riding me. <laughs> that was it. So I'm just or saying, actually, fuck you, Billy. Yeah, they weren't saying that. <laughs> fuck you, Billy. That's right. They're like, Billy. Um, it was really scary. And I jumped off. I remember I was at horse camp and I came, I got off the horse and I was like, look, I'm not getting back on. I'm sorry. And the counselor was like, I can't really blame you. You're twice as big as anyone in this class. And I are at this camp and I was like, I just, you know, I can't do it. And I, well, Axel, it's sad. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, no, I was going to say, well, John Dutton would brand you and say, come work for me. I know. So <laughs> That's what I needed. But this made me like that counselor should have said, no, get back on that horse, man. You know, like I just didn't. And I've been on a horse a couple of times since, but watching this show really got me. That is the, the feeling of being on an animal like that. Like it is, that's power. And especially my husband doesn't like horses. Oh, I can see why they're scary. They can hurt he you. He says they have long faces. And I'm like, you're so weird. <laughs> that's awesome. That is true. He, does he like Bojack Horseman? I don't, I don't think he wants That's a, that's a cartoon, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he watches those. You should kind put of it on. You should like when he's sleeping one time. If he falls asleep, you should put it on. Turn the volume on real loud. Yeah, because it's like the guy has a horse head, yeah, right? Exactly. Okay, it's kind of yeah. spooky. Yeah. No, he probably wouldn't like that. Yeah, he's gonna get freaked out. Um, but all right, enough of my background on horses. I keep on getting distracted. But this show, Special like, edition. it's okay. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. It really. I mean, that was that was a big part of it for me too. Uh, but let's, I guess, let's talk about, we talk about kind of the characters and the seasons. What do, what did you want to start off with solo? Uh, let's, you want to break down this Dutton family that let's we were going it. to yeah. until we went to upstate New York? Yeah. Um, <laughs> to horse camp. <laughs> to horse camp. Yeah. No, the Duttons. Okay. They're, you know, they're your main family that is center. The story centers around, uh, you got, was it John Dutton? It's Kevin Costner. Yep. Uh, so when we're talking about SOA connections, which is probably this whole podcast, Casey, is he trying to be uh, Charlie Hunnam? Yep. Like he's got the look. It just he does like, have the look. And I'm just like, you know, I like him, but I don't think he's a, as strong of an actor as Charlie Hunnam. Uh, you know, sorry to compare Casey, to, but it's just, but it works. Because there's so many great actors, uh, and Kelly Riley, who plays Beth, she is just she she steals the scenes. I mean, 
Most definitely. Uh, she, yeah, she's really good in it. I believe she's British. Um, she, she is. Uh, yeah, I've seen her in a bunch of stuff. Um, and then Wes Bentley coming back as Jamie. Like, you know, he was a kind of a upcoming star and then kind of, I guess, was kind of out of my eye anyway. And then he had back, a, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I read an article no. about him. He had a lot of, um, like, drug and alcohol and depression uh, problems after he became like the it boy kind of in Hollywood. Right. And uh-huh. he turned, there's a couple, there was a story I read. There's like a bunch of really famous roles that he turned down. I think like the, the Brendan Routh Superman, like a bunch of other roles he was up for that he kind of turned down and then he got into drugs and stuff and he went into rehab. And okay. so I think playing this character was, I really find him very compelling on this show. I, I, you know, I think Jamie might be like my favorite character, even though it's just such a wow. weird character, like a man who doesn't know himself. He's always questioning, never making the right decision never really having a backbone and I could see that's it was strange that they put Wes Bentley who is so strikingly handsome you know what I mean and who kind of looks like a guy who has it all in this role I thought it was pretty brilliant I don't like Jamie (laughs) (laughs) he reminds me of the oldest brother in um, the movie Legends of the Fall Um, okay which the character Tristan Brad Pitt's character is where my son's name derived from. My ex-husband pulled that out. So my son's name is Tristan because of the movie legends of the fall, but the oldest brother in that movie in appearance and character is very similar to Jamie and the actor who plays him in appearance. And, um, I think that because of that, like right off, um, I didn't really like him. And then as he's just kept doing things over the three seasons, I'm like, he's such a people pleaser. And um, he just makes me, he just makes me want to shake him because it's like, you know, when he met his bio dad and everything and the guy was like, I'm, I'm not a good person yeah. and you don't want to be. And he's like, Oh, but like <laughs> John tried to tell you this, the man tried to tell you this, and then here you are. At, yep. I just want to smack him. So I'm not really a fan of Jamie. Beth makes me want to smack her too, but I still yeah. love her at the same time. So well, that's yeah, and, go ahead. Solo. Sorry. Oh no, I was going to say the connection with Beth and Jamie, it, she is so hard on him. Like, and we don't really find out till season three. Right. Exactly. Why. <laughs> So for two seasons, I go back and forth because I do get annoyed with Beth as well. Mm -hmm. She sometimes is too much. I mean, she can never finish her breakfast. (laughs) Um, I know. No family meals with Beth around. No. 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 But it's just like I feel like, man, she just like Jamie tries and then she just shoots it down when he's even coming for help. But then he does something really stupid like doing that recording. And, and trying to, br- you know, bring down the king of the kingdom, his yep. dad. Mm-hmm. And it's like, then I'm like, you idiot, why are you doing that? But then you understand why. And so it's it's very tough for me because I'll hate Jamie, but then I'll root for him. But then he then I hate him again. And but it's a it's a very good character. Yeah. Uh, for the show. You yeah. need someone like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Did you feel that when he actually kills the reporter? Spoil this be spoilers. Yeah, for, we'll you know, yeah spoilers we all seasons. Yeah, yeah. sorry y'all. Well, all, all seasons <laughs> and the next five seasons because I got the script <laughs> right here. No, um, Axel's in episode seven. No, but uh, it, it just like it felt. That's when it you know another reason why it really went SOA, killing the reporter. But I was just like I felt like. At the time, I'm like, oh, my God, this is way too much. But then when Rip's helping out, <laughs> but he's like, you got to put her in the water and stuff. Then I was like, it's, it, it came back to reality. Like, cause at first I was like, did it go a little too far? Is it becoming Dallas or is it becoming SOA in like the next to last season? But no, it actually fits because they do kill people in this show and yes, dispose of bodies. Yes, they <laughs> Take do. Take them to the so. train station. The yeah, long the train black station. train. <laughs> when they said that, they were like, drop them off at the train station. I was like, where's the train? I haven't seen any yeah, trains what's the, what's on the, this. What's the old, the old hand with the brand? Oh, what's his yeah. name? The character's just... name? He called it the long black train. I can't remember his oh, name. Oh, the long the black old guy. train. The, the little skinny old guy Oldie. that's got Oldie the brand. Oldie is his name. Obi. No, oldie. Old guy. Oh, no, I'm just okay. kidding. Oh, got yeah. <laughs> Obi. I don't even know his name. Like, I don't remember him calling his name. Anyone. It, yeah, there's there's a look. cast there. I'm sure. I'll no, look I'm at sure the cast list. His name's like Fred. Something. He has a name. I just can't remember sure what it is. Yeah. I really like him, though. He is actually, he kind of is a is a low-key favorite of mine. Although him and that youngster in the third season, <laughs> I was like, really? You're, well, you're you know. pushing my limits there. But I mean, it's both their choice. <laughs> yeah, that, that whole thing was interesting. I like, I like, but I like that because... Having the whole like extra crew, um, what do, what do they call those guys? I guess just the workmen or what's they're the, the they're the cowboys. They're the, the ca- hands on the, the hands, on the, on the yeah, ranch. The, the hands. hands. Yeah. Having that whole thing that and then you know where you can have struggle struggles between like Rip and then when Casey comes back in like season two and three, you know. I like that having that kind of like a, a, a separate little world. Um, but for Jamie, I want to get back to Jamie because I said he was maybe my favorite character. And I don't, I mean, I think probably Rip is like my favorite character. Like every time he was on the screen, Lloyd, I there to his be name more. is Lloyd. Lloyd. I'm okay. sorry. Lloyd. That <laughs> makes sense, doesn't I, I it? I would not have gotten that. Oh, I like that. Watching that. <laughs> I had to look it up. <laughs> but it's not Lloyd. It's Lord. Right, Lord, so it sounds Lord. a little better like that, Lord. Lord, right? Obi. Yeah, Obi. Um, <laughs> I just think that the Jamie character is so complex and deep because though I love Kevin Costner on this show, and every time he's on, I'm interested. John Dutton really is one track, keeping the ranch, keeping the family. I mean, I like the parts when he's getting with the governor and she's like, did you ever ask your kids how their day was? So for like eight episodes in a row, he tries to ask them at the dinner table and then Beth coffee. Yeah. And then Beth gets into a fight with some, he's like, how's your day? And she's like, you're fucking asking me about my day. How was your day? Dad, don't talk about business. Come on. That's all we are. You know, that's like a little bit of character growth for him. But I felt with Jamie, there was just this, 
really interesting thing. And the, and the thing with Beth, I was confused because I thought that the impetus uh, of the to their hatred of each other, and especially her hatred of him, is I thought Jamie was the little kid who stayed with the mom when the mom died, when Beth, you know, mm-hmm, accidentally. That that's what I figured out later that that was Casey. Uh. So when the thing happened where Jamie kind of, I mean, tricked her into having a hysterectomy because he didn't want everyone to find out about the abortion, right? Which I thought, right. by the way, was an amazing... No, it wasn't that he didn't want them to find out. It was that she was at that clinic and they told her that they only did abortions No, no, I understand. No, I understand. Yeah, he took yes, her there yes. because, yeah, yeah, you're right. right. I but he didn't... He took her to that clinic and he he knew that that was going to occur, though. Right. I But he didn't know until he got there. Mm. And then he had to make the decision. It doesn't make any difference, but I'm just saying that to me, I like that they brought that up because first of all, they did do that on reservations and that's a terrible practice. And I like that that was written into the show and they brought Mm -hmm. awareness to that. But I also like the way they made it. They kind of obscured it, right? Because the nurse tells him, you don't want her here. Like when she sees she's a Dutton, they're going to make her infertile, you know? Mm -hmm. And then he goes back to the car and he says, everything's okay. And then for the rest of the episode, I was like, wait a second, did he tell her? And she was just mad that he, but then when it comes out that he tricked her, tell her. Yeah. Yeah. I was heartbroken. She had had no way of knowing. She just thought she was, you know, getting rid of the family problem. And then, you know, he, he knew and he didn't tell her. And And I just, I wondered, sorry. I wondered why she didn't go to her because I know they only showed him in like two or three episodes in the first season, but there was, Jamie was the second oldest. Yes, Lee, Lee was the oldest. Yeah. Why didn't she go to him? Because like, he was. He died the in the oldest. first episode. Jenny, they don't have time to bring him back. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it would have been a younger, him. a younger version anyway. Yeah. It wouldn't have been the same actor. Well, but, but like, if you remember, Lee was the most like for dad. So I think it makes sense, even in the short time that they showed Lee, that Lee would have just basically. Instead of tricking her like Jamie did because he had no spine, Lee would have just told her to do like would have just taken her to the other clinic or something or maybe I I don't know. That would have been better know. It was off about I guess. keeping their family name yeah. out of people's mouths though. Yeah, you make a good point there. You'd think that it would be good to tell Lee because he would be like dad but he's not dad. But maybe because he's like dad, she was best as embarrassed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, that could be. Yeah. But either way, that just shows the heart. I mean, with what's going maybe on. Maybe Jamie was even today. the diplomat then. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it was, See, that, I thought I thought the past was going to be that Jamie and her maybe kind of had a thing an affair. That you shouldn't do yes. like incest being incest and so yep. that's what i was thinking <laughs> he like, didn't want to say hate? incest <laughs> oh no i never thought that i did too. I, 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 I thought the same yeah. thing 
But, what is know, this Game of Thrones in the West? <laughs> well, well <laughs> Game of Yellowstone. World, <laughs> well, yeah, because I was like, why would she hate him so much? But then when you find out the real, re- I'm like, oh my god, that's even worse. Yes, um, to, you know, which I'm glad they did. I'm glad they didn't go the Game of Thrones route. But I, th- that's what I felt was <laughs> me too. That tension and the way she treated him, like there's he freaking. I know and we had to go like two and a half seasons before we found out what the yes. deal was or something. I don't remember yeah. what. I, point I in wanted the third to bring season, that but. up. I wanted to bring that up. I think that, and I know Heath, you have some issues with season three, yeah, and uh, I, I think that one of the issues with that is if they had put that say towards the end of season one. It would have made, for me, the family dynamics and especially Beth's behavior more understandable and made me feel less like she was chewing up scenery every time she was on camera. Um, Even though she's amazing when she does it, it still is like every single time she talked, it was like a monologue and how powerful she was. And you understand that better because her womanhood, in a sense, was taken away from her, she felt, right? Um, and I then I totally understood and liked her character so much more. Um, but I felt like so much of the stuff that happened to her, like even when she got um, totally beat up, uh, by the brothers. Right, and she was still a badass. Yeah, I would. I just felt like knowing that information would have made me feel a little bit more. They didn't need. I think they just made a mistake in withholding that for so long. Hmm. That's just me. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it 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 pays off later, which I'm okay with. But you're right. But I think that's probably what they wanted to do. Um, and, and, and with her going through such a tragedy, imagine if you knew, and then the whole thing with, you know, the Beck brothers sending the, uh, people to rough her up and rape her and stuff. I'm wondering if they were just like, we can't put everything on here. You know, we got to let this breathe possibly. I don't know. Um, but I think it explains though, like you have to put, I mean, in it, I don't mind where they brought it in because I had mixed feelings about Beth prior to that. And then that gave me a place to feel more empathy for her. And I mean, I did feel some for her because even in the first season, you find out about the way her mother treated her and that she just was awful to her. And then to have that happen, the when she probably had only had sex once or a few times, and then she basically loses her ability to have children for the rest of her life. And so then after that, she becomes jaded and she's like, fine, rape me. I don't give a fuck. It's not going to fucking do anything to me anyway, because I can't get pregnant and whatever. You're not taking anything away from me that hasn't already been taken away from me. And I just feel like, when they put it in, in the third season, because I feel like I can't remember exactly, but didn't, didn't it come in conjunction with her um, and rip, like kind of getting their relationship to a good point. And, and she's like, I can't give you children and you deserve to be able to have children and things. So I feel like I, I thought it was a good place for it. Okay. But that makes sense uh, to me. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I guess it was just hard because 
I just, I kind of, I felt all along there's something deeper here. Like the, I was like, is it the mother thing? Is it, you know, I wanted to know what it was before too, because I knew there had to be some reason why she was so awful to Jamie all the time. And it just kept, so it was hanging there for a really long time. I wouldn't have maybe minded it coming a little sooner, but the bottom line, like, I feel like when they, they put it in there in, you know, with that, the story with her and rip, I, I feel like it made sense. Yeah, it was it was so good, though. I mean, when you think about the writing, and that's what I really appreciated, how they were able to tie in. It said so much about Jamie. It said so much about her, the ranch, like America, the, the, the relationship between Native Americans on, uh, on the reservation. It was just, man, that was really powerful. And there were so many great things. She really is a great character. Um, but I wanted to bring up another female on the show, Monica, who I like on this show. I feel a lot of times she's a stand in for what they want to say about certain things rather Mm -hmm. than being her own character. And when she's allowed to be her own character, like in season three, when they're on the summer ranch out, which I thought was the best, one of the best parts of season three, Mm -hmm. right? That they're just out there camping for like eight episodes. (laughs) I love that. That was pretty cool. I was like, well, how how long are they staying out there? Yeah. (laughs) When they first said it, and they were like, I guess we're putting up a thing here. I was like, what the hell's going on? And then they were just living out there. I don't understand it, right? Well, I mean, it makes sense because they needed to be near the cattle at night because of what the, um, yeah, what's their names? The Malcolm, what's his face, and his brother, uh, Beck. they did uh, that drop in the alfalfa or whatever yep. it was in the fields and the cows got or the cattle got the bloat and all that. And so they had it to protect their, their investment. But I was kind of surprised that John and Casey and Monica and Tate, I mean, I thought it was going to, John was going to be out there some with Tate because of him asking if he could take him out there, but I wasn't expecting all of them to be yeah. out there for as long as they were, but it was really cool. It was fun, but you're right. It did sideline in a sense. And the way they kept kind of coming back and forth, I'm never quite sure, like, actually how long it is from where they were to, like, mm-hmm. their actual house. Like, is it like a day's ride or like, <laughs> over yonder? Over, over, over yonder, yeah. I'm waiting for... Uh... I was going to say Sally Struthers. Julie Andrews sounded like Sally Struthers. Julie Andrews sounded like Sally Struthers. Julie Andrews sounded rewatch not really when i did my little me and me and heath were talking about this earlier doing the 10 minute recap of a whole season um on youtube today uh (laughs) i was reminded of um in the first season when monica confronts john with why casey hates him so much and he tells her that he told her Uh, Casey to take her to the clinic and not let her leave until she had an abortion. Uh, Well, now having heard um, 
what happened with Beth at the clinic that was on the reservation, if she had done that on the res, she would have been sterilized and she wouldn't have been able to have children either. So, I mean, but also like they wouldn't have gotten married and they wouldn't have had, but she would have been left with that. That's for her a, whole wow. rest of her life. I and then it turns out that. that his son took his daughter yeah, right. and had that yeah. done to her. And it's and like was about kind of karma. And him and kill him, you know, in the, in the, in the uh, kitchen. But it's like yeah. he kind of did, was saying do the same thing. Like, yeah, to somebody else, not yes. his daughter. That's so, I mean, man. I thought that that was really interesting now that I've, like, put it together because yeah, I hadn't no. really thought about that. I had forgotten that that scene even took place. I was glad it was in the little recap. You're right. But yeah. also the um, storyline where Monica goes and plays bait and doesn't tell Casey about it. I think that was in season three, right? Um, yeah, when she goes yeah. out there to catch oh, the, yeah, the 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 predators that i listen to so many podcasts and a lot of them talk about missing and murder murdered indigenous people whether it be in canada or oh, some of the them were, you listen yeah to, i listen so, to all those Thunder so they're Bay, so good and it's like yes Cleo, yes bullshit. yes oh my gosh <laughs> we have the yeah. same podcast so yes um and the trail of tears up oh it yeah. makes me it makes me cry but that stuff happens to natives yeah. and, and and it's crazy because people just think that no, nobody will, will look for them. They don't have the resources on the reservation and whatnot. So that was another story that I felt like it was really good for them to bring attention to that. Yeah, you're right. Because I didn't know about like all that stuff, especially in Canada that was going on with indigenous people. Like, <laughs> Well, I it went no- on here too. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it, we just don't but, have podcasts about it in the U.S. They talk about yeah, the Canadian. You no, know, you're right, and and you begin. When, that's why I, I got hooked on those pods because I'm like, wait, this shit still still goes on, mm-hmm. and like, and so like, because it's not brought up, like especially here, it's really not brought up at all, and 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 so I've been educated about it, and then when the show, well, you're right, when the show did, I was like, oh my gosh, like it just. No, sh- I don't remember any show that I've watched ever doing that. And so, again, with me, it's a, a lot about education. Like, I want to know. Yeah. That's why I listen to a lot of these pods, because mm-hmm. I, I, I want to understand the world, even though it's it's tough sometimes to get through. But I, I just need to be aware. So, you know, if I could teach others or have a conversation. Yeah. But it's just like, it, you're right, it breaks my heart. So when they were doing that storyline, I'm like, oh, my God. And that was one of the big highlights of season three for me because they brought that out as well. That's interesting. That was really good. I had a very mixed reaction to this storyline. I appreciated that. And like I said, I appreciate all the times that they're having Monica kind of enlighten the audience. But I also felt. I wish that would have been integrated better into the overall plot of the show. Right. Like you yeah. had rainwater. It, it did take you away from it yeah, a little bit because, because they didn't really put it. At, uh, the only thing it was, was her not telling Casey instead of Casey telling her. That was exactly really the only right. thing that brought it in. And I but thought I that it would have been more so right. that rainwater could have, would have maybe, found a way to use it as a way to find like common ground with Casey or something, or like he protected her 
or maybe Casey would get mad at him about it and it would blow everything up. I did um, think it would have more implications. Yeah, but it didn't. And that's that's why I felt like I felt for me season 1 and season 2 were really fantastic. I think the Beck brothers coming in season 2 they kind, oh, yeah. kind of similar to how season three people kind of go from like, okay, we're going to warn you. We're going to talk to you to like all out death and destruction to your family and anyone who has ever spoken to you goes pretty quick, but I kind of like that about the show. Um, but I just felt in season three, there was kind of a little meandering, you know, and maybe four will clear it up. And tie it more together because I think in season four, we're still going to have Josh Holloway. We're still going to have the corporation, right? It's not like the Beck brothers who kind of went away or Dan Jenkins, who we haven't even talked about Danny Houston, who's dead, right? Like they didn't kill the bad guy at the end of this season. Um, they may have killed half the family at the end of this season. (laughs) Um, the Dutton family. They cannot be but dead. None of them. I don't. Although, I, didn't don't the know. building Beth was in explode? Yeah. I, well, yeah. she kind of happened though. She kind of turned away. But that's what happened, right? I'm yes. not like yeah, yeah. A box, a box was mailed. Her assistant opened yeah. it. Yes. Yeah, okay. Her, who all her assistants should be wearing red shirt outfits, you know, like the red <laughs> shirts really on Star should. Trek. Oh, all I just know. die. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I just felt like. In season three, it was a little meander. So, I mean, I still loved the show, but yeah. I felt like it w- it wasn't tying everything together because in season two and one and two, anything that happened that. to anyone had an effect, you know? Yeah. You both having technical side of it, things I could totally understand where you're coming from because, yeah, there was a lot of that. The stories were like, here, here, the stuff with Jimmy and the rodeo girls and then (laughs) like him going and doing the rodeo. I mean, he had like listened to Lloyd and was out of it. And then to bring me back in and then he's probably fucking dead. (laughs) (laughs) I I think. Yeah, I think he's he's done. Uh, So, yeah. So it it felt like season three because it starts out very slow, but it's like. We, I enjoy these characters so much that I'm along for the ride, you know? But I yes. feel like season three, they're starting, like, a new chapter. They're trying to slow it down a bit. So I was like, okay, this is where the show's going. They're getting more into some of the secondary characters, more issues. And I, and I think it was almost a waste of Josh Holloway this season. But I have a feeling season three and four are going to be companion seasons, like right. this next chapter. Yep. So I'm holding out hope. But a couple things I hated was every when you're watching it live every and watching the trailer for next week you're like wow shit's going down it's going down and then then you're like huh that was like 30 seconds of the episode and it's all (laughs) but i'm okay with that but the this last 10 minutes of everyone exploding and and stuff all at the build it up all at the end like that really bothered me because i felt the show's pace was a very good good one to start this new chapter and then they just threw in shit at the end and i was thought it was too fast for me mm. um i I, like I agree with you heath <laughs> it felt like they were trying to catch up and let's just 
do this at the end. And I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't what the season was about. So that, but that bothered me a lot. And the other thing that grossed me out was the whole rip with his mom in the ring with the zombie mom. Like that, just, <laughs> that was an SOA that just, thing. Think juice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was actually kind of sweet. I didn't think it was sweet at all. <laughs> I love Rick. I'd forgotten about that until you just said it. I was like, he oh. went down a peg for me. I'm like, that's the most weirdest, <laughs> disgusting thing. Rip, what are you doing? Now, I know they mentioned it. He spent a lot of money to keep her that way. Yes. But yep. it, it felt like The Walking Dead. Like, it just. And didn't the guy the say just... he had done this several times before? Like, yeah. Oh, that's so weird. And I'm like, I don't know if that helps it or not. But it just the finale threw me off, and I, you know I love the show, and I, I you know I'm gonna you know of course I'm gonna watch it when it comes back, but it just really freaking bothered me. The finale just felt like what they were achieving this season. They went totally away from it for shock value, mm. and it bothered me a lot. Yeah, because they did have a lot of good stuff this season. I mean, the story really with Monica, did. the the stuff with Beth and Rip, I mean, that was really, really good. And then there was, oh, there was like two, or then the story with Jimmy was kind of fun. Um, what else was there this season? There, like it was, there was so- the, uh, what was it, that, that one uh, sheriff, not sheriff, but the, the cattle marshals or whatever they call yeah, because them. he put those guys in the truck yeah and killed them and he also the killed bureau the bureau of that, land management yeah, that, the livestock yeah, agent blm livestock oh i forgot livestock. about that that the, was um the that was the, the wasn't stupid that the, hand yeah wasn't that the same guy who shot the kid when 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 in front with Casey, remember when the kid pulled out the gun when his dad was stealing was like killing his yeah, own yeah, cattle yeah. or something? I think it was like the same guy. Probably. Right? Yeah. He was then, not yeah, the brightest he's, he's bulb on the all, tree. Oh, and then the, the stuff with Colby, the 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 black hand on the and then the the new girl hand that you couldn't oh. understand who I mean, yeah. was... hey, hey, right, free, <laughs> You know what? You know what? Okay, this is another thing I hate. I have to get it out since you mentioned it. They did it like three times. Teeter. Rip's like Rip, Teeter. yeah, Teeter. Rip's like, oh, I like her. And it's like and then the next episode, she does some. Oh, I like her. I'm like, are you? Tr- Do we realize that it's such a bad character that you're trying to tell us to like her because Rip said so? Like, <laughs> yeah. I hated that. Yeah. Uh, or they, is he like wanting her and Beth can go off with Sawyer? <laughs> <laughs> Sawyer. <laughs> I mean, there was some chemistry that, with Beth and him. Like, I wondered. That's I what this is trying. what I'm trying to say. I really say. did wonder, but then also, like, I love her and Rip and the, yeah. the thing that they have because he understands her like nobody else. And so it's all the stuff. It's like a big old soap opera. But it is, <laughs> but I felt like in season. Season three, a lot of the things it you're saying. It is like Dallas like, and Dynasty. I thought that they were going to play into her having like a kind of a quick affair with Rourke, Josh Holloway, and I Rip did too. Finding out, I about really it. did. Mm-hmm. I didn't then, know if it was going to go there, but I thought she but was. But that's have what an I mean is him. how I'm I'm holding out for season four, like Solo saying, because I feel like seasons one and two, though they carried over, they were distinct. And mm-hmm. in this one, there's a lot of things that they could have connected that they didn't by the end of the season. And it just ended in the big explosion. Right. 
And what yeah. it what you what I think you're trying to say, Solo, instead of it ending with the investment of all these storylines coming into a big explosion, they just put a bomb in a room. They literally right. gave us an explosion right. you, and did not conclude yes. or and that do ex- anything right. with our story. That bomb should be the storylines, not an actual bomb. Yes. And yes. I'm trusting though that they're gonna do that. I feel like I haven't read anything. My feeling is that I don't know how much longer Kevin Costner is going to be on the show. I don't have any spoilers or anything. He looked pretty shot up to me. And I think. I know, but I don't think he's going to die yet. Maybe not die, but maybe he'll be in the hospital and he won't be in the show as much. And they'll let kind of Casey try to take over a bit more. Because, like Solo is saying, I feel like Casey is a bit of, and you never know whether it's the actor, the character, the direction. You don't know what it is, but it just seems that he's the writing. It just seems like he's kind of a dud. Like he's just does his thing and like, you know, but it's not compelling, you know, like Charlie Hunnam was like, uh, like if Rip, I kind of, that's, I, w- well, I, I always wanted Rip no. to take over and him to be like, Rip, you're my real son. And then Cole <laughs> yeah. Hauser could get shit done. He basically with the whole thing with Beth, but um, I, in the first, probably in the first, most of the first season of SOA, I felt like Jax was like that too. Yeah. But we're three seasons in. But we are three seasons in. Yeah. <laughs> but the first season of SOA, you know? he was kind of like that too. But so, then again, no, you're right. Yeah. One episode does, of SOA is as long as a whole season of this show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kurt Sutter's like, sure. I didn't edit. How long is this episode, Kurt? 15 hours. It's one episode. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Let's get Cole Hauser in here. <laughs> no, that's, I, I, you're right, Jenny. You're right. It, he is that kind of quiet strong and you want him to blossom maybe that's what season four will be about we got a lot i just want to make one shout out to what's go up? ahead oh i just I was to, go ahead i'm sorry <laughs> we're even looking on camera i can't get it right um, i know i know i was just wanted to give a shout out to the rodeo girls um because i like them i like that i actually like that storyline um, not only did I think that they were very beautiful too, um, it was a little creepy that she was with the guy who was probably around 78 years old, but I mean, that's he her was, thing. He was like old enough to be her grandpa for her, like, sure. Great grandpa. Okay. Great let, me grandpa. Ask you, let me yeah. ask you this. If, if that role was played by Sam Elliott, would you see it the same way? Uh, good point, Solo. I still would make the age comment, but I, I still yeah, would probably yeah. be skeeved a little bit. <laughs> okay, I mean, okay, I just, I just <laughs> because to know. Sam Elliott is a good-looking old dude. Yeah, but I am forty-seven years old, so that's different than when I was twenty-five or 20, whatever those girls no, without are. A, without a, yeah, without a doubt, yeah, that, that, you're right. But he also made the point of like I think at one time Rip said something like "You're hitting that" or something, and he was like no we don't do any of that and i was like why not at so that- i think that it was at that as well. point but i think that it did change because it seemed a little yeah. different okay. and then she started when what's his name came back the, the one that it yes the All one that had left up again yeah that that guy came and she was like oh well 
I I'm done love over him. here. I'm gonna go over here. Yeah, and and you know what? I have <laughs> to say, he's a musician. Say, he's a real musician. Is he really? Oh, he has a beautiful voice. Yeah, I, yeah, I no, enjoyed him. Uh, I forget his name. This show. I'm not a big country music fan. I I mean, I like more like country rock, I guess, if I do. But that guy, I bought some of his songs. I can't remember his name right now, but he's a real musician. And then when they're in the bar, there's this band called Whiskey Myers. They sing the song Frogman on it, which I love, and some other And I'm like, damn, these... Yeah, so it got solo a little country. I like it. I started like, all right. Ryan Bingham. chewing tobacco and... What is it? Ryan. Ryan Bingham. Ryan Bingham. Yes. Okay. The character's name is Walker. Walker. I love that character. I think that that is a fascinating kind of through line through all the seasons and how he right away. He's like, you know, even when Beth's like, what do you think about this ranch? It's like, I think this ranch is fucked up and haunted and it's going to kill everybody (laughs) and me and you too. And she's like, okay, let's have sex on the side of a barn. Um, and I love how they, how Rip and Lloyd uh, see him in the bar, like playing. Yeah. And it, that was like, it was great because we had some time when, you know, Casey drops him off at the train station, but lets him get on it. Right. Because that was get, like, it's still it. in season one, wasn't it? And then here he come back in season three. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was early season two. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, dug, I dug that. Yeah. That was. Yeah. I don't know. I think. I, yeah, I don't remember when they. No, it was season up, like, two. Season it was one. like or it was I, like mid early season, season two. two. Okay. Yeah, he was in season two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then my boy, I got to give three shout outs since you gave shout outs. Axel. <laughs> All right. Well, my boy Stephen Williams, Twenty One Jump Street. He, you know, he's in a few episodes as a higher. You know, the ranch hand. I like that, that kinda, too. You know, yeah, it was like some commentary. I like to see how they do that. Uh, Neil McDonough played one of the Beck brothers, Syracuse University. I've met him a few times. Great dude. Uh, he's just awesome. And then my boy, John Tracy, I bartended with him years ago when I first moved to L.A. And he moved to Canada. But in the last 10 years, has really done a lot of work. Good friend. He plays the, uh, I don't remember the character name, in the beginning of season three. You know when they're on the land and that like group is getting a tour? And he's like the attorney. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in like three episodes. It's like a group of Asians or something on a big old bus. Yeah, you're right. That's before they really introduce the the woman who is uh, kind of the head of the company. And he's the lawyer. I I wanted to see more of him. I was hoping that. I hope they bring him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. He's a great freaking actor. He was on Supernatural. He was in Fifty Shades of Grey. I've been watching Supernatural on Netflix. (laughs) I'm through halfway through season ten. Ooh, Donald! <laughs> what did he play on there? Oh wow, I, I don't remember. I don't watch it. I know he was with Mark Pellegrino, <laughs> but, but I know he's. But anyway, uh, yeah. So yeah, I hope they bring him because he was on a phone conversation at the end of the season. He did one little scene because the first he did a couple of good um, episodes. So it's my boy JT. Cool. Proud of him. Shout out. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Great character actors in this show. And like every time somebody pops up, they're interesting or weird and have a real strong personality. I mean, that is a, that is a kind of a, I mean, even when they're like at those, um, whenever they go to like the livestock shows and the cattle shows and even they just throw in an extra dude and you're like who's that that's interesting i like this see i I did like this season the last season when they showed 
Jimmy going out and like they had that whole thing of like who could slide the horse the longest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Taylor Sheridan was in it and he was explaining everything to the audience, which was kind of neat. I thought it was a good little break. Yeah, I really into the culture. But that's the thing with Jimmy, too. This is what I mean about bringing it together. I'm waiting the whole time for Jimmy to be like, John, why don't I ride for you? I'll be I'll represent the Dutton Ranch and how great, mm-hmm. you know, we are uh, at the rodeo or so. Do you know what I mean? Like that's some of the connections that I wanted to see, because I think that the Jimmy storyline, when I was saying before how there's only like one good person on the show, it's probably Jimmy. You know, Jimmy is like the well, heart I mean, of the show. Sort of. Uh, well, kind of. You know, He's got a he pass. has a He's meth past. Eh, who hasn't done a little meth or cooked it here and there? Come on. <laughs> this you is know. not Breaking Bad, Axel. Well, listen, I needed some money for Christmas gifts. What Lego was, that was expensive. Stuff that Walt made the blue, what yeah. was it called? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway. What, was, what was it again on Breaking Bad? It was something a, blue. I can't yeah. remember what it yeah. was called. The blue ice. Well, they have the song Crystal Blue Persuasion. Yeah. Crystal Blue Persuasion. I like it. But I like the Jimmy stuff, and I wanted that to be – I liked his, the relationship he had with the old man. I, I, I like that kind of stuff when all the hands are together. Um, I just wanted it to connect a little bit more. Uh, but I wanted to ask you all, who was your y'all. or y'all? Who is your y'all. favorite big bad on this show? Was it the Beck brothers? Was it Dan Jenkins, Josh Holloway, even maybe Chief Rainwater? Who is kind of your uh, like anti the Duttons? Who is your favorite? Jenny, you go first. Okay, so I like Roark uh, just because uh, I really like. Josh Holloway, I, I, I'm a Sawyer fan. <laughs> um, Me and you, Jenny, babe. But I, um, as far as an opponent to the Duttons, I would say Rainwater, because mm. um, I really, I really enjoyed that storyline, and then I liked that they both came to the realization that they kind of needed to partner together and everything. So I would have to probably go with rainwater. Okay. I agree. I love him. And I also love the way that we get those quick scenes where he's either talking to the female lawyer or he's talking to Mo and they're kind of relating about how important the land is. And they're always challenging him, right? Like, are you trying to best the white man? Or are you trying to be the white man? And I like the way that he's always confident. No, I'm beating them at their game to take our land. Like, I, I love yeah. that. I love that dude. He's a great actor. Solo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you have to go rainwater just because, like Jenny said, that was the confrontation. Then they had a band together. But, you know, and they even acknowledge we're not friends. We're eventually going to have <laughs> to, you know, so that's the long term. Um, I wanted to love, I, you know, I'm a Sawyer guy through and through I w- i'll watch anything josh holloway's in i even own mi amigo and Sabretooth, his bad movies before Lost. did you watch but that series that was on colony? for like yes did you watch yeah. that i, I did too you know, i only watched the first it was season. pretty bad yeah I, I watched the first season <laughs> and then so the i still loved him yeah yeah i mean it was okay but yeah um but the beck brothers were a bit predictable at mm-hmm. first i'm like I was thinking the Beck brothers are going to join the Duttons to go against, you know, Birmingham and Danny Houston. 
But then I'm like, no, I know that where Neil McDonough's character is going, this ain't going to be good. And so, though I liked the Beck brothers, I'm glad it was only for that season because I, I did. I, it would have been too much to over because it's and they're intense and they're great. And uh, Terry, uh, the other Beck brother, I forget his last name. He's in a ton of stuff. He's a great actor too. They paired those up perfectly. Great and death actually, too. Yeah, yeah. And Neil McDonough. How did they die? I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, it was in the recap. <laughs> He got shot on the I didn't toilet. get to finish it. Oh, oh yes, yes, toilet. yes. Yeah. I then, remember now. And then Costner kills Neil McDonough in like the field. Yep. Yes. Um, which I uh, remember that now. Thank yeah. you. So, which maybe brings us to like some of our favorite moments of the show. Yeah. The, I mean, Beth getting beat up and almost raped. That's not favorite. But what happens? Rip comes to save her. You know, and. And, and but she's so tough throughout the whole thing. I mean, when her the guy gets shot, she she's cr- trying to be tough and she's crying, but she's oh, it was human. But her toughness to get through that, which really solidified my admiration for Beth and I mean and, and what she went through. Uh, and it, it's not just Rip saving her. I'm glad. I just if, if someone was going to save her, I'm glad it was Rip. Uh, I think if she, it's not. But it's just that. That solidified the show. I was just like, I did not see that coming, and it blew me away. Like it was so intense. So that really always sticks in my mind, uh, right there. It's just, oh, it was so intense. Like I couldn't believe the show went there, and that's yeah. when the SOA connections come in and everything. You're like, wow, this show yep. can go anywhere at any moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was crazy. I'd have to pick. I have favorite moment, but to say my favorite big baddie. I'm going to go uh, somewhere different here, and I'm going to actually say, I mean, I love Rainwater, but my co- my favorite was Danny uh, Houston as Dan Jenkins. I really, I thought it was such a weird character, the way he was like, he, he got in there, he was like, I thought I'm doing a business deal. And then he's like, kind of acts tough, and then the next thing yes. you know, he's trying to take judo classes, and he's got his bodyguard, and, and just... That crap. And they still abducted his ass. Yeah, exactly. It was just, <laughs> I thought it was so cool that w- they did such a great job of capturing that kind of outsider perspective where you just don't get it and you never get it like he even when they're beating the crap like he doesn't get it that they're fighting for their lives you know like it's not till the very end that he finally understands maybe he should have hired more than just one security dude (laughs) you know what i mean like (laughs) it was It's just really interesting to me. And he's such a great actor, too, that I felt he added a kind of stability to the first two seasons that I thought, yeah, I thought that your man you mentioned and the corporation was going to kind of take that place and was going to show them it was going to like turn the tables you know, on them and be like, we could buy this thing that you think you own so much and you're so rich. Well, we could buy this 15 times over and we're going to put an airport right here. You know, <laughs> like I, I, I kind of thought yeah. that they would do that a little bit more and maybe they will, I think. Um, but I really enjoyed him. And as far as favorite, favorite scenes 
for me, uh, yeah, that wow, that was kind of crazy. That scene with Beth, it's like all you can think about yeah. when, when Jimmy you in think the hospital losing his virginity. <laughs> <Is> that, <your laughs> favorite? that was, that was a good one. Oh my god! When the when the sheriff killed those guys in the back of the horse trailer, that was pretty great like he just kept on doing it you know when you're like they're totally dead oh my god um but i guess i'd have to say that if i think about some of my favorite scenes really i have to focus in on kevin costner talking to tate while they're sitting there fishing just these little conversations that they had that reminded you what a great actor he was. And I did like that in season three, how they brought him back to the land he loved. Um, It made it, made it feel really good. And I also, I thought it was pretty beautiful the way that Tate had been stolen by those white supremacists, you know, SOA style. You always got to throw in some Nazis. And, um, he had, you know, they shaved his head and it looked like they had beat him. But then how you saw him recover by being like when they were out there a couple, a couple episodes, like I said, I was like, I guess they're living out there. Then when they mentioned, Oh, this is good for Tate. And then I started to think that's really why he wants to be there, you know? And I I mean, Monica asked to take him out there with him because she knew he needed healing. I mean, after having had that experience. So and I thought that that, that was, really be- good. that's why this show, that's great. Yeah. And that's what I liked about, um, Taylor Sheridan's other work, like especially hell or high water. Oh, like he has this respect for the weird. land and this lifestyle, but he also, mm-hmm. um, he has an empathy and a beauty that I think was kind of missing from SOA. Cause Kurt Sutter's from New Jersey and <laughs> it's kind of hard to. No, I'm just kidding. I'm from New Jersey. I love New Jersey, but it is kind of true. There's not a lot of empathy and heart in SOA, but this has that kind of heart and those little tender moments make me come back to the show truly as much as the crazy, like when they let the bull loose in the bar, which was insane. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that one. That was so fun, but you know when they all get together, you're like, "All right, something cool is gonna, something weird is gonna happen, man." Like, and then Teeter's like, "Hey, hey, hey, I'm a horny and I'm high hell. I like her. Hey, I like her." By the end of it, that dude is in love with her, though, right? He's like, "Yo, you fell for it." Like, which I do like that. I did like that. All right, all right. Well. We have been chatting for a while here. What about Jenny's? Jenny's favorite. I know. I was going to say. I was what am say, I supposed to give oh, you a yeah. favorite of? Let's let's kind of end it with like your favorite moments favorite or, you know, moments. just something that you liked from the show. When you guys were just talking, I thought of a bunch of different stuff. Um, one of the things that Kevin Costner's acting reminds me of is um, old movies of his that I love. Um Dances with Wolves, which I own and have watched about a bazillion times. And also, um, probably one of the first video uh, VHS videos that I owned when I was a young adult. And back when VHS videos were really expensive when oh, they yeah, first came out. Oh, my God. I had Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which I absolutely <laughs> loved him, even though it was ridiculous that he did not have an English accent. <laughs> He, he ditched it about 30, 
<laughs> I still love that movie and I love Dances with Wolves and like his scenes out in the uh, in the camp the summer camp or whatever with mm-hmm. with Tate and whatever brought those like kind of it gave me some nostalgia but also one oh, scene nice. that I thought was really um was really good was related to the the this the storyline we were talking about before with Monica out there being the the bait for the people who were abducting young women and raping and killing them um young native women and when she's done with all of that and she had hidden it from Casey what she was doing and they had the scene that kind of brought back the prior, I think it was prior season scene when he had been out there and killed somebody and was in the shower and they had a conversation. And then she was like, and th- now it's now I'm just as bad as you or yeah, something like yeah. that. I really thought that that was a really poignant scene. And that was also one I was going to bring up earlier as far as like developing Casey's character a little more. I thought that that kind of brought some more to him, but yeah. he still is a little, little one note. Yeah. We need we need a little more from Casey next season. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, Jenny, they do invest a lot into the relationship of Casey and Monica and their conversations and you know, going back to the house, put you know, doing all that. Um, that I really like it. And I l- would like to see him stand up. He seems to be liking his new job and all this stuff. Now Yes, I- and he's trying to be not dirty about it. Yes. Which I, I think is like He's trying to be a stand-up person, unlike the way he feels like his dad handled that same yeah. position. As but the is it possible, a- though? How long right. is that going to last? Right. Come on. Right. Well, don't they, the people love him. Don't they want him to run for governor? Or yeah. Now? Yeah, they want him to do something. Yeah, yeah they want some him to run for governor. Like, well, if he gets out of that shootout behind his head. <laughs> yeah. Um, a quick question I have for you guys. Yes. Do you think those season three attacks are all by one person? different people um because you know you got cost uh, dutton gets shot yep. on the side of the road helping and i thought the, the the lady was involved me too like that's what i thought and i'm like oh me no too. but then they yep you have beth blowing up uh-huh um you got and you got casey at the shootout at his office is that the only three yeah and then, of course jimmy falling off the horse well, Jimmy falling off the horse is definitely not related, but <laughs> well, I mean... the horse could have done all three. <laughs> but I think that I feel like it was um, the people doing the dirty work for Roark's yes. company. Roark's yeah, company. Me too. Yeah, because I remember the la- the uh, the lady who was fighting with Beth. She's like, all right, unleash. we're doing it. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, sure I don't think that do he it? necessarily wants all those people to die, but it is basically by his command because. He's the head of the company. But I also, I wanted to ask this. Do you think that Jamie knows about it and is maybe involved? And I do. I want to throw Jamie under a bus so bad. I think that this might be Jamie's power play. (laughs) But I don't think it is. I don't think he's That's a great question because he tells Rip we shouldn't talk anymore. Yep. But everything happens so fast. I'm just wondering if he... it's possible because his dad, you know, his dad could influence his mind. He said, take so, down the king. Well, he did take down the king. So. But Jamie's connections are all related to Dutton Ranch. He doesn't have any connections outside of that to make it happen to the people who are. But he has. But he I don't ha- think. But he's <laughs> in charge of the ranch now. 
that remember well, he might have gave he might have gave intel to Roar. That's what I'm saying. That meeting. Yep. Okay. I, I don't know if he knew that stuff was going to happen. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe the father. Maybe the Costner thing. But then they went. I I don't know. I I don't know. I think he's could be indirectly sort of gave him a tip involved. I, I could go with he, that. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ordered the well the Beth. He could want her dead. You know. I don't know. <laughs> no. I. I I don't think it's cut and dry, and I'm wondering if the writers know if. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's got to. He, they set it up that he's definitely connected. So, how much? I think might be the question. Yeah. All right. Uh, we we shall see next season. Now, I don't. I was trying to look for an update. Oh, I also wanted to shout out when you were talking about old Kevin Costner movies. <laughs> the, the, those scenes with him and Tate really remind me of my favorite Kevin Costner movie, Perfect World. Remember I that? I knew movie? you were going to say it with the yep. with the I'm little kid. Didn't say Water World. No, <laughs> that's for Glenn. That's for Glenn. Yeah, that's Glenn. That's all Glenn. Um, but yeah, Perfect World, nineteen ninety three. I love that movie. That is such a direct Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. I'm need Costner. to look it up. It's great. Yeah, you better watch it's that. It's beautiful. Jenny. That sold me on Kevin Costner as an actor. Like, I liked Costner. You know, he's a big star. But when I saw that movie, I remember I saw that. I guess I was in college in 93. And I was like, wow. this!" I was crying half through that movie, man. It was beautiful. But um, I haven't seen anything about... I wanted to see Yellowstone Season 4. Oh, go ahead. Usually when the the season is airing, they're shooting the next season. But because of COVID... Yeah, that's I what think I'm they, to see. I think they did go back into production at some, I think maybe in the fall, possibly, from what I remember. But I know they were delayed because, you know, everyone's, everything's delayed. Oh, Laura Dern's in that movie. Your favorite from Big Little Lies, Axel. Oh, I love Laura oh. Dern. She's so Oh, tall. I forgot she was in that. Sorry, I just pulled it up so I wouldn't forget. Well, there were concerns filming with Belay. <laughs> oh, look. I'm like, I need to put this somewhere so I don't forget I need to watch it. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, they did. Look, look. It looks like, well, it says. I'm looking. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like saying to myself, look, look at this, your own screen. Look at your own phone. Um, they are. They did start shooting. They, I, they, um, it looks like they started shooting in August. August. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And okay. you got to you got to think a show like that, they can shoot that. You know what I mean? If if well, enough people get tested, the, plus they have money, they have the money. And yeah, uh, that's one of the problems with our film. Why we probably going to have to push our film is because we we have to spend another ten fifteen grand for testing yeah. and different things. And, and you're on you're on sets there. when you're when they can they could just make everything outside. Out open. Yeah, yeah, no, it's perfect. It's yeah. perfect. Uh, so. I just watched this week's season premiere of This Is Us or This Is Crying, as I usually call oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they like are addressing the whole COVID thing in oh, the show, and it's I, I, it's like yep. it's so weird because it's like in the show. It's like it just started happening. So it's like it's uh, in the spring and they're talking about George Floyd and stuff. And I'm like, oh, uh, y'all got me balling again. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. This is oh, crying, God, was, but they're wearing uh, masks and stuff in the how show. Do you guys... They're like talking about it. And I was like, I think that's interesting. Oh, yeah, what but do in you something think, Jenny, like, do you like hmm? seeing people like when you're watching a show now? Because I've only experienced it on like some reality shows. Do you want to see them in covid or do you not want to see it? Okay, so 
the way they were doing it is kind of, and and the way because uh, I watched the first episode of the Connors that had come out too. Um, they're like addressing it, and they're like when they're out in public or like when they're in certain situations, they're wearing masks. But then when they're just with their family, they're not wearing masks. So I'm assuming that those people all had their negative COVID tests and they're able to be a little closer to one another and whatnot, but they are addressing it and it's supposed to be, you know, set in the real world or whatever. So it doesn't bother me. Now, as far as like Yellowstone, I don't feel like it would be feasible for them to do it as much in that because the people are so distanced anyway. I mean, I guess they could bring it up as far as like when they're in town or whatever, but it takes me out of in yeah. Yellowstone. I feel like it would take me out yeah, of it a little I bit. I agree. I agree. In this is us. It doesn't really take me out of it as much, but it is a little bit weird. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, it's kind of like almost go. It's almost really depends more on the story and the feel of the show. Mm-hmm. I, I can see that. That's interesting. Cool. Well, how about yeah, you, I Solo? I I don't want overkill. I mean, when the pandemic started. Everyone watched Contagion or watched it again <laughs> and was like an outbreak. I mean, we're all that Netflix was promoting, you know, and, and, and that freaked me out watching Contagion because I was like, this was eight years ago, this movie. And I'm like, holy crap. Um, a Yellowstone uh, shows like that. I don't think should address it. I'm fine with a This Is Us, even Superstore. I saw a trailer preview for it and the guy sneezes and then the workers outside getting hosed down like <laughs> that's funny but yeah. i finally watched the south park uh, uh covid episode and if it, it like at south park which you know i don't really watch south park but i wanted to see this one and i was like it was too much like in yeah. in like i don't want to i'm not ready for this but yet we're living because we're living it so That's, it's it's yeah. different, and yeah. we don't know if it when it's going to end or how it's going to end. How many people are going to be dying until then? If this was something from five years ago, be like, oh wow, remember that? Remember that time? Jesus, yep. yeah. So I think it's it's smart to deal with it in certain shows, but like it's a, might be a little overkill for me. I just don't want our kind of our fictional, more fictional shows to do it. Because and you know because it it'll t- it would take like Yellowstone would take me out of it yeah completely yeah, yeah it, I think it would in Yellowstone definitely or yeah. what's the what are the other I mean like okay so I know like Mayans Axel yeah if they were wearing masks in the Mayans yeah like I know <laughs> come on now I, that's like, what, that's, it just I depends feel, on the situation yeah. I mean I'm kind of honestly. I, I'm I for me now I've only really seen it on reality shows like this week there was a show Southern Charm that we love to watch on Bravo just stupid Bravo shit and they started off by showing everyone COVID style and then they're like six months earlier and both my wife and I were like oh thank God we don't have to watch him being COVID <laughs> like I kind of want to escape a little bit more yes I want to escape a little I bit I don't too. think I need I, I like, live and work in the same yes. place and I didn't mean to <laughs> yes thank you that's what I'm saying I never leave work <laughs> I don't need like all these COVID shows that are coming out where they're like, we're going to do a whole show on Zoom. I find it interesting oh, from a that. technical aspect, oh. but I don't want to watch that. I'm living no. like five <laughs> years from now. We can look at it and go, oh, ha, ha, maybe, maybe a five years now. But I just want, 
I would rather I one of the things I enjoyed about uh, Yellowstone was that it wasn't everything was why I was looking at open people together and, yeah. and fields and enjoying nature and not being worried about nature killing us. Well, except if it was a bear or something, but yeah. I just, I don't know. I hope they, they don't do it. it, but all right, that's a little, another digression, but we'll end it here. Unless anyone has anything else they want to say. Anyone else going once, <laughs> Go Buckeyes. going twice. Go Buckeyes. Go Buckeyes. <laughs> All right. Well, we do have to say, I do want to say one thing, which is Heath Solo want to mention, I we do should mention on one podcast about how terrible the Dallas Cowboys are and how terrible the New York Jets are. And to any other fans out oh. there, we love you. We're with you. I mean, you're more of a heartbreak than me this season, Solo, because I just expect the Jets to be terrible. I thought the Cowboys yeah. were going to run away with this division. So I just they wanted to they say. Should've. I know. But, but the problem is, I mean, they got decimated with injuries, which is, means there's no chance. I mean, the offensive line, second, third stringers, even fourth stringers now. I know. But they had problems when they were relatively healthy. So falling behind and everything. So it doesn't surprise me. I just didn't know it was this bad. Oh. And they're, they're, I mean, arguably the worst team in the league next to your Jets. So we have the two worst teams they, in the league. That's why I wanted awesome. to really? mention the Browns aren't the worst this year. No. I, mean, no. I thought the Browns were like always the worst. Two. Wow. They I mean, not that I follow them because I give zero shits, yeah. but I do live in Ohio. And so actually it seems like we have more Cleveland fans in Columbus than Cincinnati fans. It seems like we have more Steelers fans than we have oh, Cincinnati well, yeah, fans. That's you're... the whole country. Everybody, <laughs> I, people call Dallas There's America's team, but I have to say, from living, I would say Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is. from living in Jersey, North Carolina and Oregon Steelers shit is everywhere. When we cross mm-hmm. the country, we were it's riding through Montana. There's a here. Steelers a Steelers bumper sticker. That's funny. Like people <laughs> love this. I think the Steelers really are America's team. My um, sister-in-law grew up up in the northeastern part of Ohio, right across yeah. the border from Pittsburgh, and her whole family is diehard Steelers yeah. fans. And yeah. I have so many Steelers fans friends. I'm gonna tell you the difference between the Cowboys and the Steelers. And I don't like the Steelers, but I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Cowboy fans nationally, of course, are big. But you only find the fans, a lot of the fans, not the diehards. Us diehard fans will always bleed. Oh, Cowboys. I have a good friend named Carol who is a yeah. big old Cowboys fan. But you get way more bandwagon Cowboy fans when they're winning, where the Steelers fans are always Steelers fans. There's no bandwagon. Yeah. That's the like that's that with the, the Browns problem. too, because there's never a bandwagon to get on. <laughs> well, hey, the, I I don't know. Browns might. It looks like the Browns' offense got better after they have occasionally OBJ had a hurt. decent OBJ team, but hurt, I know. Yeah, <laughs> Baker's the big. You know, losing Nick Chubb, but also Baker's the big. You don't know where you're going to get every week from him. Yeah, but at least com- with Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, they have hope. He's they just fun. Need to, yeah, they just need to. But he's going to get killed. But they the just Bengals. That's how people say it here. The Bangles. The Bangles. We don't hey, have an accent, but <laughs> right? we got the B. We got the. That's no, the go-go's. that was the Go-Go's. Oh, sorry. I just watched a documentary Solo on them the other luck. day. <laughs> just another the manic Monday. Monday. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I got my stuff right, with my '80s references. All right, we're just chatting now. Everybody, yeah. thanks for listening. This was a whole lot of fun. 
Thanks. Was. Actually, you know what? This was a great time. It was great talking to you, Jenny. It's always great talking to you solo. And Good maybe we should get back too. again when uh, when Yellowstone season yeah. four comes out. We'll yeah, do a little yeah, let's preview. Do it. Let's do it. I love it. Let's you know, I'll it. be honest. I like seeing you guys because it feel like more. I kind of like it like, too. I do I that like too. Not and I can click away much. if I need to, but I can click right back and I can see you again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, this this works a lot for me. So it is. I'll right. let you know. Well, you, you have a rock. pretty face, Solo. You too, Jenny. <laughs> Thanks. Now you're supposed <laughs> you to say gotta, that I'm handsome. You are no, so handsome with your hat on today. I'm, that's so weird sexy. to me. You don't usually wear a hat. <laughs> I know. I'm a hat guy today. I got my old Hungry Man, the production company in Hoboken. Everyone thinks it's like, oh, you got a free hat for a Hungry Man, like soups? I'm like, no. Dude, I had frozen when I, dinners. Yeah. When I was in fifth grade, I, I, had, I moved to upstate New York, and the team was full for football, so I had to play with the sixth and seventh graders, so I had to gain a little weight. And one of my practice shirts I got at like Hills, which is this old, yeah, it, yeah, said hung- <laughs> it said hungry man. So when, nice. that was my nickname. <laughs> hungry man. Hungry That's man. like Zeke, dude. Eating um, it up, right? Yeah. Keep doing that, Zeke. And then you see three flags behind you that the place <laughs> coming back. But keep, but keep. Hey, Zeke, Ohio State. All right. I know. We're out. I'm ending the podcast. All right. All right. It. Peace out, everybody. Thanks for listening. You're the best. Peace. One of the best parts about podcasting is getting to know the listeners and making new friends. And one of those friends is Andy. You may have heard me mention him before on one of our many podcasts. And Andy and his wife, Claire, are looking to adopt. So if you or anybody you know is considering adoption for their baby, please consider the loving family of Andrew and Claire. They're a home study approved adoptive family of three living on a farm in southern Minnesota with a dog, Barney, and two turtles. They're able to adopt from anywhere in the United States and would love to answer any questions you may have. To learn more about them, check out their Facebook page at Andrew and Claire Adopt or on Instagram at Andrew underscore and underscore Claire underscore Adopt. You can also email them at Andrew and Claire Adopt at gmail.com. So again, if you or anyone you know is considering adoption for their baby, reach out at Andrew and Claire Adopt at gmail.com. Thanks.